Oh, man. You have no idea how much I needed this. My day today has sort of sucked. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's full of, full of corporate suck. And I'm glad to be able to just not worry about that. <clears throat> for, for five minutes. Or 30 corporate or 45. Corporate suck. How long this goes. Yeah. 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 Uh, hi. Hey. How are you? I'm I'm uh, I'm okay. I uh, I was a victim of identity theft. No, you weren't. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you okay? Is everything okay? I guess. I mean, I don't know. Was I, it like a was it like a full-bodied clone, or is this only like a digital identity theft? Uh it's it's the less exciting one. Oh, um, I'm sorry. And also the less concerning one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 my, my supervisor called me while I was on the route one day and was like, "Are you? When did you get back from layoffs?" And I was like, "Uh, I wasn't laid off." And he said, "Well, HR is telling me you filed for unemployment." I was like, "It's news to me." And uh, he's like, "Okay." And then they, uh, so I, somebody tried to file for unemployment, you know. In my name, which apparently is um, this year has been a huge problem. And one of the things that was recommended was to go to your local police station and report it. I went there and they're like, oh, we're not taking reports for those anymore. Just call this number. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So I I basically, I had to to call. Sorry. Your call is important to (laughs) (laughs) us. Well, no, actually, it it was even worse than that. Uh, It was, they're like, I had to leave a... A message and then I had to wait for a call back and they were like we will call you back between the hours of 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday and I'm like so at <laughs> any point and like and then we will attempt a second time within a few minutes and if you don't miss it you have to call back and schedule another callback appointment <laughs> luckily I answered when they called me it was like a couple of days later this was from the uh well IDES or whatever is that what it is um the Illinois Department of employment security whatever i don't know uh so i had to they so they had to close that unemployment claim and that basically i had to like put my my you know the credit bureaus on alert and check my credit reports and make sure nothing else phony was going on and it looks like there's nothing else that happened with that but um apparently that's a huge thing and apparently people from like overseas have been doing this like right yeah i don't know I think that kind of thing is going to be just a really big problem in the future. Like systems that used to work based off of just people being like off off of systems that didn't require any kind of like cryptographic identity is going to be, is going to be a thing of the past in my opinion, because I think that this sort of stuff is too easy. It's like, it's like so much fancier than just a check forgery of the days past. Yeah. It's like you can steal everything. Fancy emails now that you get from I I get emails from like PayPal and it says it's from PayPal like service.paypal. I don't even know how they get it to look like it's sent from the official place and it says like your account has been suspended and click on this link and I'm like no and then <laughs> when I when I go into my you know when I independently no. log into my PayPal account nothing's wrong so it's just like they just um, it's crazy no. Oh. Uh, hey, I, no, I I forgot to mention what uh, you know. The song faded away now, but what you heard there at the beginning was uh, 
Shania Twain, actually, with uh, her new single, hmm. Sledgehammer Suicide, uh, from a brand new upcoming album, Brutalized, Butchered, and Buried, which, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's quite a departure from her earlier work, and a lot of fans are upset, actually, for, you know, that it's huh. so, that it's so different. Um, My but, wife's a huge, was a huge fan back in the day. Yeah, it'll, I mean, I'm curious, like, and, and, you know, Twain herself responded to the criticism. She said, um, I come from a background of diverse musical influences, and as an artist, I strive not to limit myself to simply repeating what has, been, what has brought me success in the past. I grew up listening to my grandfather's old Carcass and Cannibal Corpse records, so really I see this as a return to my brutal death, gore-grind roots. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm curious to hear what it sounds like. Apparently there's a... She's got a re-recorded version of uh, That Don't Impress Me Much. You know, the, that don't impress me much. Uh, except yeah. it's called You Don't Eviscerate Much. So right. it'd be interesting. I, I, I haven't heard it. We, maybe we should play that on the way out or something. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we have the... I yeah, know. I, I, know I got something else. about the rights. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't um, know. But You know what I just realized? Maybe putting a podcast out there with our real names is not a good way to protect you against identity theft. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> well, uh, oh, wait, <laughs> I mean, that crossed my mind, but I don't really, uh, know. Um. I mean, people use their, their names, you know, for things, uh, that's all I'm giving. I don't know. I'm not giving out my other personal information. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I went to school with at least four glasses. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Stop saying my name. Uh, <laughs> it's a deterrent. The the low the the fewer times you say it. Uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No. Um, uh, I you, what? Well, I was gonna say you have a correction, don't you, about our last episode? <sighs> It was something very, very serious that we. This you know, think about. it, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I really never thought it would come to this. Um, you're right, though, that we do have a correction to make. Um, I think, you know, I think I want everyone to understand just how sorry we are, and. Uh, and you can tell by the piano music playing in the background. Uh, in our last episode, uh, I mentioned that Yella, the creator of the of Marble Olympics, is from uh, is from Finland, and and that could not be more wrong. I have looked into it, and despite. All of my looking, it turns out Finland is not in the Netherlands, nor is the Netherlands inside of Finland. Yes, we, we were under the impression that, that Netherlands was a province of Finland. But it's not, not even a little bit. And as a result, I, I need to apologize. Really, we need to both apologize. I'm sorry, Yella. Uh, he's from the Netherlands. Yeah. And... I hope we can put this shameful performance behind us. Yeah, yeah. It turns out Netherlands and Finland are two completely separate cities within the country of Lagansia. Yeah. So. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. I, 
I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, we, we apologize to, to Yella. I hope you're pronouncing his name right, because if that's another thing we have to correct. You oh, know. no. And we also oh, apologize... No. We apologize. Jelly? Is it pronounced jelly? <laughs> jelly. <laughs> we also, we also uh, apologize to, to the Netherlands and to Finland. Um, so, and anyone else we may have inadvertently offended by that. Uh, speaking of the... The, this whole the Yella uh, and his Marvel League, um, <clears throat> and you 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 gave me the assignment last time of of watching some of the Marvel League, and uh, and and letting you know which team I thought was the best or which was my favorite team or something. Yes, well, and and what was your overall impression? Before well, uh, we get to you that? know, and I, I know we we and we can't spend another whole episode talking about the Marble League here, but but uh, but suddenly you want to. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I l- let me just say that you. I, so what I did is I watched the 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 2021 winter special i believe it's like the most recent thing i mean it yes was, it is i so, haven't seen it yet don't spoil it well then how am i supposed to answer your question oh, about man, what the of best all the ones team you could have watched oh i know gosh. what team okay, won fine 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 <laughs> i i know it's, i was afraid this was going to happen but that's that's your oh, own fault you, you must gosh. not be a real fan if you haven't even seen the pre-recorded replay i know i know i know a Sorry. month later i know um, it's been busy around here. So look, I mean, uh, it seems like some of the best teams. You know, the, I'm going to tell you the Rangers did do quite well, and they did well, especially yeah. in the second half. The first half, yeah. it seemed like uh, the the Oceanics, the Hazers, and the Thunderbolts were were doing the best. So some of the best teams in terms of how they performed, at least in this particular season, were those. Yeah. Um, but I mean, beyond that, like. Uh, I think the prettiest, uh, the prettiest marbles are the green dots. Yes. But that's just because I like green. Um, yes. But they they didn't do that no. well enough. Well enough for me to like want to root for them. They were actually um, sponsored originally by Hank Green, the important video blogger and author, who is a okay. real human who who created the green ducks named <laughs> after him. And I assume his favorite color. I just assume it's green. Right. I assume he gets that a lot as well. well Sorry, so- Hank. Well, the so, but I mean, the, the Oceanics are pretty, pretty marbles too. The other ones, uh, actually, I didn't mention. What were the? What are they called? The Galaxy something? Um, Team Galactic. Team Team Galactic. That that one probably has the coolest name. They have the coolest names. You know, they have names like Pulsar yeah. and Quasar and stuff. So yes. that's that's fun. So so um, I mean, you know, I, I, if I were to pick like just a favorite team of of. Uh, who I who I want to be my favorite would be the Green Ducks because I like the way they look. Yeah, that's that's good enough. That's but good um, enough. but I, I so my overall impression is well I I so I stand by my previous statement that it's only half a sport. Um, okay. <laughs> and and I think I feel that way even from the perspective of a viewer, um, because I found it not quite as interesting to watch as other sports because the complexity of behavior of a marble is much uh, simpler and so like you can't i mean it's just marbles knocking around like you said by the judge uh, governed by the laws of physics and like i think part of what's fun about watching a sport is you're watching a demonstration of of someone's skill that they have taken years to to develop something they've gotten good at um i don't know when i see those people i don't think they i just think it's all physics at that point too (laughs) on the screen 
Yeah. Well, but that's because, well, okay. And see, here's an interesting thing is you compared this to the Olympics and you like watching it the way you like watching the Olympics. And yes. Olympics is an obvious comparison because that's kind of the most similar thing to what yes. we have. The Marble League is kind of like that uh, with these weird kind of events, uh, like the, like you said, swimming and the um, other stuff like that. But like, uh, but the other reason I think you can compare it to the Olympics is because you probably like it because you're not. Um, it, I feel like the the Olympics are 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 the the sports that lay people can enjoy because nobody is really like an expert in shot put like you watch shot put and you're like <laughs> you're like this yes. is ridiculous this guy's trying to throw a cannonball that he's pressed against his yes. chin for some reason yes. and so you watch it as like a fun thing like oh but look at him go um yes. but there's people who like um watch you know football baseball basketball and they do pay attention to like the minutia of how this person is how skilled they are and they're comparing it to to previous athletes they've seen and like MVPs in the past and they're like they have this this knowledge of the sport um uh-huh. and so i mean it's it's i don't know i i i feel like um that something that seems to generally be true of your personality is that just knowing you is that you like um you love the idea of getting like excited about something and and uh having fun with it but i think like a lot of the time if if somebody's passion for something becomes to the point where they start taking it too seriously it like turns you off and i don't know if that it seems to be like 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 that's it, that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just like, because you don't really, you know, like whether it's movies or music or even video games, you're like, oh, this is fun. Let's have fun. And like, and I agree with you that like, I think if somebody's watching sports and screaming at the television, then, well, then they've just got like a temper problem or something. But like, I, but on the other hand, like I, I can, I can relate to like the idea of like having like a love for something that that you like grew up i don't know with and and it means a lot to you and so like you kind of become a snob about it and you're like oh this guy doesn't know how to play the game and because you have this high respect for the game you know Mm -hmm. and like i guess i feel like to say that the marble league is equivalent to a real sport is like you know it's kind of like if you if you set up a bunch of bobblehead dolls and had them bob their heads randomly and said well this is the equivalent of ballet I think you like offend some ballet dancers who are like, well, that's nice, but I've been studying to like get really good at this for years, and I don't know it, it, because I love it because I, I it means something to me, and so I, that that was those were the thoughts that were going through my head. Uh, I mean, you might be it. insulting some marbles right now. I am. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So half uh, sport. That's your conclusion. So half we have sport. to first agree on the premise that. That the marbles are not actually athletes. So you know, if we're we going to have to just agree to disagree on this. I guess so. You know what? We got to do. Uh, we're going to have to put. Um, we're going to have to start doing. Uh, well, like, like, like. I don't know. We're going to have to add like features. You're going to have to add features to the website. Um, <laughs> oh, I do. It's so we, bad. We need It'll to get, get like. We, I don't know who's listening yet, but we have to get people and you know get listeners involved. We should like do a poll of like, what do you think? Is the Marble League like a? Oh my gosh, we should. Let's like, do like, polls. That's a is, great idea. Who, which one of the two of us do you agree with? Basically, That's such a good I'm idea. curious. Um, yes, I'll yeah. put that on the website. I promise. <clears throat> Before next episode. 
before this well, is before this is out. Okay. No, when this is out, yeah. when this is out, I'll, it'll be on the website. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. uh, one thing I did want to mention is as we're coming up to our uh, uh, eventually to our our Matt Hat um, discussion, I, I think uh, one thing I'm neglected to, to note is that on our uh, website. Uh, while by the time you're listening to this, there will be a link where you can submit your own ideas into the Mad Hat. If there's something that you would like us to talk about, feel free to submit it to that link. I forgot to put that up until. Oh, now. I didn't even know you were working on this. Yeah, that's another thing we yeah. should certainly yeah, add because that's way better than than just us talking about our own ideas. Listeners submitted things. Super support. Yeah, and uh, I mean, frankly, I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm not very good at coming up with really good con. You know. <laughs> ideas i'm like struggling to so it, it'll help for sure um <laughs> you know yeah when i think I, of someone lacking I, creativity i'm like mad glass yeah exactly no i i don't know man it's oh it's, i just said your name again is that a problem uh, fuck ah! <laughs> um so yeah uh let's let's pull up that let's let's get that hat ready oh okay um we 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 should but uh but first this podcast was brought to you by Steve, if you're like most Americans, there's nothing you hate more than trying to get along with coworkers you just can't stand. All that gossip, workplace drama, small talk, all those disingenuous smiles, fake pleasantries, and awkward conversations that come with being stuck in an office for eight hours a day, five days a week with the same few people you don't even like. Introducing Steve. Steve is that guy in one of those cubicles between Dave and Kashana. I want to say he's in the next one over from Kim, but now I'm second-guessing myself. The point is, Steve keeps mostly to himself, and you'll rarely hear him say anything obnoxious, nosy, or self-aggrandizing. In fact, because of his low self-esteem and severe social anxiety, Steve is unlikely to approach you for any reason whatsoever, or frankly say anything to you at all. If you're unfamiliar with Steve, that's okay. Steve works in the background so that you can focus on the things that matter. And Steve will never ask you to change the way you do your job or draw attention to any mistakes you may have made while performing your duties. Plus, Steve's impoverished sense of self-worth will prevent him from ever asking you if you want to go out for drinks after work. And with Steve's crippling fear of confrontation, you can rest assured that Steve will never possess the assertiveness to make known his own hurt feelings when you neglect to invite him to social events. With Steve, your sense of social obligation is a thing of the past. And Steve is gay, so you'll never have to worry about him creeping on you. Not a woman? Don't worry. For the foreseeable future, Steve will lack the courage to even come out of the closet, much less risk humiliating himself by asking you out on a date after misjudging you as a not-straight guy. But wait, there's more. Now and for a limited time only, Steve will also... Steve will be so overcome with feelings of grief after having put down his cat that you can probably even get him to do a bunch of your work for you. No fussy pleading or tiresome manipulation necessary. Steve's constant sense of self-directed guilt and profound self-loathing means he's desperate to be liked and will pretty much do whatever you ask at the drop of a hat. So act fast. Still not convinced? Well, don't take our word for it. Just listen to some of Steve's customer testimonials. Caitlin from the front desk says... What? I don't know who that is. Now, who's the the asshole that didn't bother to start a fresh brew? Ramya from HR had this to say. We have a lot of employees here. You're going to have to be more specific than that. And Justin from accounting raves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got no problem with Steve. I mean, I don't really know him, but he seems okay, I guess. Oh, wait, did you say Steve? Never mind. I don't know who that is. So what are you waiting for? 
Pick up the phone today and call Steve to ask him to cover for you at work for the fourth time in a month so that you can spend some more time at the driving range. You won't be disappointed. Steve. It's like he's not even there. Not to be confused with Stuart or Mitch. Steve is not responsible for any feelings of remorse you may experience for treating him like he doesn't even fucking exist. Steve's views do not necessarily represent those of anyone, really, since he constantly feels too self-conscious and frightened to express any of them. Consult with your heartless asshole friends before interacting with Steve if you have a history of a conscience or are generally a decent human being with a heart, for Christ's sake. <clears throat> that was very important. I'm, 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 I'm glad that uh, Steve is sponsoring this episode uh, very much. I, I, I might actually uh, use that myself, I think, um, in the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steve's great. Um, I mean, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Let's get oh, the hat. Oh, the hat. the hat. I, I forgot about the hat. It's my job, really, you know. It is. Here's the, you, you, it's a physical hat. You can hear the sounds of the physical pieces of paper bouncing around in the physical right. bowler hat. Okay. Here's, this, uh, here's the topic for the day. I'm, op I'm opening the... Oh, I just put this one in. I don't even know. I don't know if you saw. I no. put in, uh, is metal music dangerous? Um, oh, that's a great topic. Which I know sounds like a dated topic. I mean, it sounds like it belongs in like 1980 or something. Yes, yes, um, with the satanic panic. Right, but, uh, I, uh, and it, this is fitting for because of the, uh, the, the Shania Twain song at the beginning. But oh, yeah. um, uh, anyway... I put this in there because uh, you sent me an article recently, which, uh, I, you know, the other thing we should do is, uh, you mentioned this, we should do some uh, show notes where uh, hopefully we can put out like links to things we reference, but. That's probably a good idea. Actually. Yeah. Um, so, cause I don't even, I don't have it pulled up. I don't remember, but you sent me an article recently. I did. That was about. Do you want about... me to pull it up? Yeah. I mean, it it, yeah, sure. Um, I don't remember. Okay. We should at least say who this is from. This is from this is from gizmodo.com um, from someone named Kim Kelly and Kim wrote an article saying a big uh, with the title a beginner's guide to heavy metal Nazi hunting online yes <clears throat> and I read this article um, and it made me think about a bunch of things that I hadn't I had never really thought about. Well, um, wait a second. Wait a second. And, None of our viewers, no, sorry, viewers. None of our listeners. Yeah. Let's hope we never have viewers. None of our listeners <laughs> uh, uh, know you or your background, and so so you might want to explain a little bit about your relationship with metal music. Yeah, we're never gonna have viewers, and and as long as I have this haircut. Um, That's right. Yeah. So, well, no, I was gonna say. Um, so, like, I grew up around metal music because of my brother um who's six years older than me so he was by the time he was listening to music i was still uh rather young i mean you know i, I don't even, i was like six or seven or something when he started like really getting into listening to music and uh so i grew up around and, and I, I i later i eventually got into you know started listening to some metal myself and it, it, i caught the bug you know, it took a while. It's kind of an acquired taste, and and for some people, and for me, it was. And you know, now I listen to to it. Um, I, I I'm kind of like uh, I'm weird though in the sense that like like I like um, I think I like writing music more than I mean I love listening to music, but I'm not like you know how there's some people that are just like these walking encyclopedias of like they know all the bands and and yes, all the I do. like. 
So like my brother was kind of like that for metal. Like he just, he listened to everything that was out there and he like knew all about everything. And I was just like, Oh, Satan's toes. Yeah. I've heard their new release. (laughs) Yes. Uh, it's so good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, this is, uh, uh, you know, but I would get, I would like, Oh, I like this band. And then I'd like listen to that band for like five years. And then so like, (laughs) like I, I listen, you know, I talk to people who who are into metal and I, I actually feel a little bit like, like I don't, you know, uh, um, a little insecure because they're like, what bands do you like? And I'm like, I like these three bands. And they're like, well, what else? And I'm like, uh, that's mostly it, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but at the same time, I love, I love the genre. Like I love the sound, the style, you know, and the sound. And, but what's, what's interesting is that like metal has this history of, I mean, basically trying to be shocking for the sake of being shocking. Yes. Um, like countercultural because cultural very, is fundamentally broken. Exactly. And and I love the that in principle about it. Um, so, like, my initial instinct is to already answer the question with generally no, metal is not dangerous. Um, and I, I love that metal is there for people who kind of are otherwise marginalized and don't have... Like, like metal has done a lot of good things for a lot of people. You know, yeah. when you're growing up, you're like in high school and, you know, you don't feel like you fit in. You, f- you, you feel like you have all these um, sort of dark feelings and emotions that, that are like not, you feel they're not okay to express. Um, and so they, I, I, I yeah. even think it's more than that. I think it's not just like a rec. I think, it, I think it's like a recognition that the world is in some sense a joke or like the world is in some sense like a lie or like the things you have been told, like the sort of pleasantries of the modern American family or whatever are, are in some sense, um, shallow and, 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 and what you're, and, and so you, you are like this mythical teenager is, is like, is trying to resolve the feeling of like, this is such a joke and trying to find other people who agree. Yeah. So they don't feel so alone. Right. And I, and I, so I think there's a couple of parts of it. I think there is like a kind of more intellectual satirical element to it where like you're saying it's kind of, um, criticizing some elements of larger society. Uh, but I also think, um, it is something that people connect to, uh, on like a more personal level, you know, it's it's kind of like um, people. This is a good thing about people, but you know, people try to like stay positive. I guess you know, in in the face of uh, problems and adversity and struggles, yeah. and uh, some people ha- find it hard to do that. Um, and mm-hmm. when you're growing up and like you're surrounded by like all these parental figures and adult figures and and people who are like trying to like um uh artificially sort of uh force this sunshine and roses thing and you're like i don't i don't feel that way like i feel you know whatever i i I feel angry i feel depressed i feel sad yeah and like you have these people who write this dark music and you're like i have someone who understands me because in my immediate social circle like i that makes me feel even more alone you know so I think that element is is there too. I remember reading uh 
several years ago, I read something about an article about Iggy Pop, which I don't know sure. much about I- Iggy Pop, but I know he's like, I know he, I've heard him be referred to as the grandfather of punk or something. Mm-hmm. And like, and mm-hmm. punk and metal are kind of um, similar. They kind of develop alongside each other in a way. Um, there's some animosity between punk and metal people sometimes, but like, they're kind of this uh, similar in the sen- in their their countercultural you know sense, yeah. and uh, like Iggy Pop, I guess was I don't know if he grew up in the '60s or if he maybe started doing music in the '60s or something. And it was interesting as he had this reaction to like the the like the hippies in the '60s, mm-hmm. right? Then they were countercultural, but he was turned off by their like kind of a- a- attempts to be like. To make it all like sunshine or roses, like 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 as though there was like a really happy, positive alternative to this to to the you know modern to society, and yeah. and you know they'd be like, oh, just relax, man, free love, and he's like, and Iggy Pop was like, this is this is a sham, like this is this is not um, this is not gonna work. This isn't this isn't like an honest reaction or whatever. It's like trying mm-hmm. to you know, to, to make something happy that isn't. And so that kind of, it's like the, it's like a, I don't know. I just feel like this is kind of the origin of all this stuff, like metal and punk. Um, and so I feel like metal at its, at its heart is like awesome, um, for that reason. Um, and like, I've got an an album by, uh, Dio, Ronnie James Dio was the second singer of Black Sabbath, I believe. And, he went solo and released um, uh, the first album by by Dio. Started the band Dio, and the first album was called The Holy Diver. And like, I love his lyrics, and they have this kind of like really passionate like stuff about people like marginalized people struggling and and stuff. And and I feel like later on, what happened was metal started to go further and further with trying to be countercultural. Right. To the point where sometimes, to the point where it like went too far, in my opinion, and became like kind of a perversion of that original spirit. And then you had all these bands that were just singing about like serial killers and, and murdering people. And like, and then all these songs about all these bands that like that are anti Christian and they're like, we're going to worship the devil and we're going to, you know, kill all your Christian friends or something. And it's like, and a lot of these bands were not. Most of these bands, they didn't take that seriously. It was like this tongue-in-cheek thing. It was like, it was just you like know, it was, they were they were their own parody or like satire. Yeah, of it started this to become movement. a were, yeah. yeah parody of itself basically. Um, yeah. And so I never really liked like I I kind of I love the music, but I never really got into the culture of it. You know, I don't have any tattoos or piercings. I don't wear black all the time. I never I never yeah. like got into that because there were all these things that turned me off about the presentation of it. And there, and there's some kind of, you know, there's also this kind of like tough guy macho thing that goes on in metal too, because it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. we're angry. And sometimes it just feels a little obligatory, especially nowadays, you know, 30 years, 40 years later after metal started, you got all these bands that are like, I'm going to scream and be angry. And you're like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's like I feel like some bands are just doing it because they feel like they're supposed to. You know, it's like it's no yeah. longer it's countercultural to the mainstream culture, but it's 
conforming to the metal subculture. And it's this right. weird sort of thing like that, um, that, that kind of annoys me sometimes. Um, so any, any metal heads listening to this are like, well, then his guy's a poser. He's not true metal. So he doesn't know That's what right. he's talking about anyway. No, I mean, there's some, I'm sure there are, I'm sure that I'm sure all those people have already rejected us yeah. uh, <laughs> immediately. Uh, but, but the, the article was interesting right. because it was, it, because it talks about like it 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 talks about um you know the article in summary it talks about like why how to identify that the metal band that you think is really cool is actually they're actually Nazis right like and how to how to figure out if they're actually terrible people yeah somehow. and she's got like some kind of wiki resources about like looking yes. into these bands and stuff and it's it's useful helpful information but it was also something that i never really thought about because even in the 90s, when there were all these, like, Scandinavian black metal bands, like, in Norway, and, like, over there in Norway, people were scared <laughs> of these bands because they actually were, like, fans of these bands, like, burning down churches and stuff. Yeah. And, like, um, and then there's stories of, like, some of these, uh, uh, there was a famous story about this band Mayhem. With, I mean, there's, like, a couple stories of these, some of these bands that, like, you know, murdered someone or did something crazy and, and violent and like and it's kind of like but over here in the states like that kind of stuff wasn't going on uh, I mean, that kind of extreme uh like criminal behavior and so my brother like i was still a kid and he kind of taught me to like not be afraid of it and he's like oh it's all a joke like nobody's taking seriously so he would like listen mm -hmm. to these these black metal bands and he would like laugh at them and he'd still like them, but he'd just be like, oh, this is so silly, this anti-Christian stuff. Yeah. And so, like, I guess I never, like, really considered the degree to which, like, some of this was, like, really was scary. <laughs> and like, what, like, like, I've been what so, if, yeah. What if you don't see it as being, like, a parody or satire? Like, what yeah. if you're introduced to this and you're like, no, this is it. This is the truth. And you're yeah. not, and you don't have this, like, and you don't have that, like, either the, like, intelligence or, like, context to recognize, like, that extreme behavior as being kind of a parody or being kind of ridiculous. And therefore, yeah. you're like, no, 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 this is the way to do it. Yeah, we got to go burn down some churches or whatever, right? Right. And th that happened. And, like, actually, there was a, I, I don't remember, my brother told me this story more recently about some band that was a black metal band and... I'd have to ask him the details of this again, but I don't remember which band it was, but like the guy from this band, um, you know, I guess in the nineties, they'd done like the, the anti-Christians that war on Christianity, whatever, the yeah. you know, black metal thing, wearing upside down crosses and stuff. And, and, uh, maybe just like, he claimed that like, as an artist, maybe he got sick of that, that theme. And so he started going with this like Nazi theme or something. And, he claimed that it was just, again, trying to shock people just for shock value. Yeah. And I guess some, like, um, some journalists, like, uncovered this and they're like, oh, there's these ties to neo-Nazism. And, and, and then he got, like, all this flack and, and, and all this stuff. My brother kind of was like, well, you know, this guy, he wanted to, to stir up controversy and he got it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, like... But I don't know where my brother heard that. If maybe he even talked to somebody who knew him, because my brother used to like go like meet some of these bands and talk to you know, uh, talk to some of these people. 
but like he had heard he had like some sort of in seemingly inside information that this was that these sort of journalists were reporting on this but it was like kind of bullshit like he mm -hmm. was he wasn't he's not really a nazi he's just mm. do, he's using this imagery and like i'm like oh yeah cuz like i'm used to metal kind of I'm used to approaching metal that way. And so this article that you wrote maybe be like, well, now I'm wondering, like some of these bands maybe just try to pass it off as a tongue in cheek joke, but they really, you know, are white supremacists. Yeah. yeah. And you, and it's hard to tell. And I don't even know with her, like with her advice, the, the, it's a woman, right. That wrote this article. I think I anyway, assume she, um, like, I don't even know if you can ultimately tell for sure, right? With some of these bands, it's so like, maybe their message is so coded. And yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I found yeah. it to be really interesting too. Like I, I was never exposed to metal except through you as a kid and maybe like one other friend, but it was like, uh, it just, the whole, the whole scene was always just like, just totally uninteresting to me in every way. And, yeah. and I remember <clears throat> one day you were like, you need to, uh, tune your ear to the fine distortions of the of the or the yeah. fine <laughs> melodies of the distortion guitar. <laughs> yes, or something like that. And I was like, "Huh." And then and then I and and so I listened to. I'm sure it was like In Flames or something, which you were super into. Yeah. And and I was like, "Oh, this is like this is fun. Like I could get I could see this. This is fun." But as I generally, I'm the kind of person that doesn't care about lyrics at all in any songs, almost ever. And and so I used to I used to be like that too. Um, and so yeah. I just don't like. And so I never. So the, and the lyrics. So I never really got into it because, like, most of the most. I think a lot of the appeal to a lot of that kind of music is like the specific imagery and the music and the specific construction of like their, you know, rhyme or their uh, a rhyme or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I. And I I felt the same way, but I, and I think it helped that I didn't care about lyrics because I was like, um, I don't really care what they're singing about. Like, but I never got into like the really, like the 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 bands that had like per, like really unpleasant lyrics, like about you know, like I said, the serial killers or whatever, the brutal yeah. the brutal death metal. I didn't really like that. I like the kind of more melodic stuff or or kind of thrashier stuff. And and you know, some of these songs write like. To about thoughtful topics and they're, they're dark, but like, you know, and, but it's, it, that's, I, I understand like she wrote this article because like, even for people who listen to metal, it's hard to know where the line is because it's supposed to be edgy. It's supposed to be shocking and dark and focus on dark things. And so, like, there are certain metal songs where the lyrics are written about a particular really dark topic uh, or disturbing topic, but the the lyrics don't have like a clear stance on it. They're just kind of presenting it. And some bands have gotten like Slayer wrote a band about like a like a jihad like like a suicide bomber or something, and it mm -hmm. was like written from the perspective of the bomber. Yeah. And like, and they, they were like, it's, I don't know. I think there was some, uh, you know, they were on the news or so, like they got kind of blasted for this, and they're like, we just we're just interested in the subject matter. I mean, they they wrote another song about. Uh, way back in the day, Angel of Death about um, Mangala, you know, who <laughs> perform experiments in the Holocaust. And it's like these really horrific topics, but they're just like, they just, they don't believe literally 
you know, what they're singing about. They're just, they're just presenting these dark things. And, and most bands, most lyrics are like that. And so it's like, um, that's like when you get into metal, you get used to, you get used to that. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I have a question for you. So like, like given that this is supposed to be reactionary, like this, this is all about being countercultural, but now there is a well-established like metal subculture. Like what, what do you think happens next? Like, what do you think is the future of this, like of this genre of this movement? Do you think it just devolves into just parody, like into just like into just, you're not like you, mimicking what has already been done. And thereby, like, well, establishing the genre, da da da. All and then there's and there's no further development. Or do you think that like that this edginess will somehow remain? Like, for example, like I know you like baby metal quite a bit, which I is love in some baby sense, metal. which that, is like a, I, yeah. a that's like a sub, but that's like a that's like a subversion of the su, of the subgenre, right? Yeah, it's a subversion like of all back. kinds of of all kinds of things. It's also a subversion yeah. of pop music, and that's part and of what the I Japanese love about idol it. Idol thing, yeah. So I, is, what I'm wondering yeah. is like. Where where does metal go next? Like, what do you think is like the next thing that's going to happen? Um, I I really don't know because there's so much metal that that has become sort of, I guess, tiresome to me. But but and then it also but it's growing. Like there are so many metal bands. There's like thousands upon thousands of metal bands now, and like and yeah, a lot of them like all sound the same. But like, I guess um, maybe it doesn't. Uh, have to I don't think it has to actually go anywhere um or, or progress in any way in order to stay alive because I think metal is a fairly young genre of music and I think that it was finding itself for a while and I think there is kind of like a a, a standard or like a, a default like metal sound now maybe and uh it's kind of become an established genre you know like jazz still exists but there people were pushing the limits of jazz in in the in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s in the 50s and like and at a certain point jazz kind of just became like like uh almost standardized like this is recognizable as jazz and people still play it you know and i think maybe a little of that is happening with with metal um but there are definitely people are pushing have been pushing the boundaries in recent years like in terms of musicianship is one thing like i mean more more notes per second well more, more you know good, the, more good notes per second there's like it's so funny because like these like world class famous guitarists that like used to these blinding fast you know shredding you know uh, uh Steve Vai and Yingwei Malmsteen whatever his name is but like even like the classic like the metal like Kirk Hammett even John Petrucci from Dream Theater these guys like you you go on YouTube you'll find like 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 10 like 17 year old kids and uh, videos that are like that blow these people out of the water you know and yeah. like playing the guitar and 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 like drums too there used to be you know <laughs> drums are always really fast in metal and uh you know it started with like you know, rock beat is like kick, snare, kick, snare. And then like, well, let's do that faster. And they're like kicks. Then there was like the double time beat, which is like that kind of punky, like, you know, like kick, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare. And then they got even faster and faster for that. And then there was a thing called the blast beat uh, that was used in heavily used in black metal, which I think was kind of borrowed from jazz, which is like this rapid machine gun fire kick, snare, like thing. And, uh, and I, I heard somebody was talking about how like, 
in like the last few years, there are these musicians that came out that find like found like a new technique to like hit the snare drum from like both ends of the stick or something and do it like <laughs> and do this blast beat like twice as fast as like people in the nineties were even doing it. Um, you know, like it's like the level of musicianship has has gone through the roof. Soon and, people they'll yeah. start playing music from the harmonics. Uh, yeah. You know, of the of the funking. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know. But there's also like there have also been interesting things. I I I don't remember the name of the band. We'll put it in our show notes. My brother just introduced me to this like weird, almost kinda of, kind of avant-garde band. Um or maybe we can add it in as a as a as an ADR afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Like like and so like so like right, you're, just, you're hearing I'll us talk in. like going forth, and suddenly it's like, and yeah, it's like yeah. Actually, the bad name is is yeah, yeah. is this, and then Arrgh. all right. Anyway, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the name of the band. Soul Flex is the name of the band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's not the name of a metal band. Anyway, there, there's this. Yeah, he just he showed me like there's this really weird band that like that like plays with mixing different genres with metal. And I mean, it's kind of like baby metal did, but they're like a lot like weirder and more kind of indie sounding. And they like like have these like 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 electronic and like dance stuff and then they like mix in this like uh, um arabic sounding or like or like folk music and like all these i feel like there was like something with like an accordion like they have like these the, these weird things that they're doing but it's like still metal sort of gypsy um, jazz metal yeah so there's always going to be yeah kind of um so there's always <laughs> going to be like progressive stuff that people do um I just think it's interesting that like progressive metal, like the word progressive just means that like you're pushing the, you're straying from the, the, you know, standard like thing for the genre and kind of doing uh, something more complex. And, and that already happened like in the early nineties. So then like there became this genre that's called progressive metal or prog metal. And that genre has like a certain sound to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, well, then it's not really progressive. It was just, that's, I mean, that's like, that's metal. like modern art, right? That's like modern. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, um, or I'm sure there's a theater equivalent, you know, like it's just anyway. Yeah. It's just, I mean, people are bad at naming things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 that's yeah, one I think, of the that's one of the that's the, those are the two important thing those are two hardest problems in uh computer science actually what uh some cash consistency uh naming things and off by one errors well i'll put that in the mad hat because i have no idea what you're talking about uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, anyway, I won't. That nobody will listen to that episode. No one will listen to that. You don't listen to things me talk about computer science. No one wants to know about. Actually, that's not exactly true. But 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 generally, no. Generally, the answer is yes. No. Uh, uh, that was a great topic. Thank you for putting it in my hat. I learned. I learned a lot. I really appreciate your. I don't know what it is about, about I, the last, like the, the the most recent topic I put in. I shovel this thing, and then like we pull out the the last thing I just put in. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, you know, it was fun. randomness is hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you, so, so, uh, how are we going to close it today? Uh, well, we're going to tell people to, 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 you know, keep in touch uh, with like, our, and subscribe, uh, like, and subscribe, which do they have a way of doing that yet. I don't know. Nope. We, yeah. You're going to add <laughs> things to the website. People are going to, you know. 
Uh, keep checking in. No, keep, keep I'm gonna checking. I'm going to put in. the YouTube like and subscribe buttons onto the our website. Oh, and they do nothing, but you're able yeah. to click them. Yeah. No, they 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 link to to Rick Astley. But yeah, reference from ten years ago. Anyway, yeah, check out for for exciting new things happening on our website um, and uh, and stuff. You can also uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, Matt Hatters, and uh, you're, you're singing over the music that's already playing. Thanks for joining us. We're going to leave you with, with Rick Astley. What? Hit song, Never Gonna Give You Up. Here it is. Enjoy. It's up to our discretion what we're actually putting in the hat. So, yeah. It's not like immediately, if you just say, like, I want you to talk about poop, we're going to be like, yes, great. I will do it because you put it in the hat. I will talk about poop. That's not all. I don't want to talk about that. No one wants to hear about your poop or or anybody's I didn't say my poop. Okay. Oh, Oh, Um, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, maybe a little uh, poop in general. That's uh, going to my hat. Poop, parenthesis, in general, in parenthesis.